Hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the NBA DFS Today Pod by Sports Ethos. Yeah, oh yeah, it's me, it's your boy, Keith Cork. Uh, hey, look, I know it's been a while since I've talked to you guys. I do apologize about that. The holidays were crazy, sicknesses, kids stuff, uh, you know, just I've had, there's been two blizzards that have hit in this week alone. Uh, just a crazy time of year. And um, lots going on. Oat Sports Ethos, if you guys are in the uh, Fantasy Pass over there, I do drop my thoughts in that Discord. I've been staying in touch with everybody. And uh, obviously, you know, lots of different uh, pieces there. The Pickums, the NBA DFS delivery, uh, and all that jazz. So if you don't have it, I would start, since you're listening to a DFS pod, I would start with a DFS Pass, which is just 5 bucks a month at sportsethos.com. And you can still get to me and hear me and get my insights even when I am not appearing on this free podcast. But today, right now, I am. I'm here. I'm here and I am ready to take on a Saturday slate for you guys. Uh, I believe it's seven games. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yep, seven games. Uh, Seven game slate here for Saturday. Looking at the main slate, it doesn't include the late game, um, which is a Lakers game, I believe. Uh, And that's okay. (laughs) Um Oh, totally okay with by me. Uh, not that I hate the Lakers or anything like that. Just um, did, did, just one less game is is better. Uh, seven's pretty good, so it's a nice little um, uh, slate here. You know, if I, you know, I prefer four, five, six, somewhere in that range. So it's a little bit larger than normal, but there are a couple games here that I don't mind fading. So we'll talk about that. Uh, and let's just jump right into it. Let's talk about you know Houston, Boston. I'm I'm pretty much just gonna skip over that. I mean, um, you know, I do think that there are some interesting guys in that game, but I think you know in general. You're talking about 228 game total in that game, which is the third lowest uh, on this slate. And, um, you know, some of the other games just have guys that are ruled out creating opportunities for the guys. So we're just going to skip over that one. And we're going to go right into Washington at Atlanta, which is, a I think, going to be an interesting one here. The Hawks are 7.5 point favorites. Uh, at home here, 252 the game total on DraftKings. Um, not sure where that is on other sites, but that's the highest, I believe. Let me see. Yep, highest uh, game total here of all the games tomorrow. Uh, or today, I guess, since it's about 138 a.m. where I am, so I guess it is technically today. Um, but yeah, here, here's the thing. So I've got a lot of interest in this game, and the main reason being that uh, I did watch the Hawks game tonight. Um, they were playing the Pacers, and uh, towards the end uh, of the game, we actually saw, if you were watching, Trey Young actually limped off the floor in the fourth quarter um, with some kind of apparent, you know, leg, knee injury, something like that. Um, just did not look right um, throughout the whole game. He had difficulty getting any kind of, you know, any kind of lift or any kind of. Um, you know, uh, uh, lift on a shot or, or getting off the ground or, or any kind of speed. His first step was kind of slow. So I think there's something going on with Trey. Um, I'm going to operate here as if he's sitting, which obviously opens up a lot of value across the board from us. I, I, I don't know why no one's talking about this because he checked himself out literally in the fourth quarter. Went to go set a screen for DeJounte Murray. Um, was limping, walked over to the sidelines, checked himself out. Trent Forrest came in to, to finish this one. The game was pretty much out of reach at that point, so maybe that had something to do with it. But still, um, when a guy checks himself out, and, and he was, um, you know, 
kind of fiddling with his knee all game. Um, you know, starting the second quarter, uh, he did something to his leg and, and was kind of, um, it was bothering him, visibly bothering him. And so we're, we're going to take advantage of this because I don't think anyone else has really seen it. I think by the time you guys listen to this in the morning tomorrow or, or whatever, uh, maybe there's more information about that. Maybe he probably, he probably pops up as questionable uh, on the injury report. Maybe doubtful. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I'm going to operate as if there is something going on here. And obviously, like I said, that does open up some things for us. And, and of course, DeJounte Murray at 7,700. Uh, look, it's the Washington Wizards. We can play really anybody on the Atlanta side because it is just such a good matchup. Um, but yeah, DeJounte Murray um, playing very well. Um, talk of, of trying to trade him. So, you know, obviously there's some, some incentive there for him to play well as well. Uh, to try to get into a different team where he can be happy and healthy and, and just go off and do great things. Um... So you've got all that. So I like DeJounte Murray here. I also definitely like Jalen Johnson. Um, no surprises here. I think he's going to be a popular play uh, regardless of the status of Trey Young. He's 7,400 on the slate. He was 7,200, I believe, on the slate before. I can actually double-check that here, so I'll go ahead and do that. But, yeah, 7,200. So, you know, a little small incremental raise. Um, didn't have the best game in the world um, tonight or yesterday night um 28.5 dk points which obviously that's not what we're looking for there um 64 in the game before that so um but this is the wizards and you know technically they do have kyle kuzma who could play some decent defense against Jalen johnson but you know how motivated is he and defense as we know is a uh team concept that's the best way to play it individually trying to defend one person one-on-one is very difficult in the NBA with the way the rules are uh, and, and how fast and skilled people, uh, basketball players, are these days on the offensive end. So, um, you know, I do think that Jalen Johnson at 7,400 is a good play no matter what's going on on the uh, Hawks there. And, uh, and those are the two guys that I kind of have at the top there. I want to uh, get them into my lineups. And, you know, nothing crazy. Obviously, these are guys, uh, DeJounte Murray and Jalen Johnson, that are popular plays anyway. So... I'm not going out of left field or, uh, you know, out of left field or anything like that. So, um, but of course, you know, if he does swoop and play Trey Young, a nice, uh, you know, large field GPP contrarian play, had a terrible night tonight. I, I don't have the guts to do it because I do think, like I said, something's like just really affecting his ability to um, get around people on the offensive end, shoot his, his shots. Um, he was missing shots, you know, floaters and, and layups that he usually makes. So uh, I've got some concerns there. Bogdan Magdanovich had a bad shooting night also, but he is only 6,400. I don't mind landing on him. I think that's a good play as well. And that's kind of where I'm going to cut it off. I don't think anyone else, you know, on the Atlanta side uh, is overly intriguing. I, again, I think if you land any of them, it's fine. On the other side, I was trying to get to somebody on the Washington side because, you know, if I want to stack up some Atlanta Hawks guys, uh, and maybe I do a lineup like that where I stack, you know, um, three Atlanta guys and then come back with a Washington guy that that's going to keep the game close. And of course, the only guy that I could really think of to, to put in here is Kyle Kuzma. He's only 8,000, and, you know, they are up against the Hawks, and the Hawks are a terrible defensive team. So um, I don't hate the Kyle Kuzma play. I think he actually will get um, quite a bit of ownership on this slate as well. Uh, Danny Avija is at 6,500. A little pricey in my opinion, but still I don't think a bad play. Uh, probably not going to wind up with him in any of my lineups, to be honest with you guys. But I do think that, you know, if it's a secondary play on the Wizards, 
Um, that's the guy I gravitate towards. It's hard to trust any of these Wizards guys because they're just so bad and they, they don't want to win basketball games. So, um, you know, it's going to be hard to trust any of them here. So, moving on, let's talk about the Knicks and the, the uh, Grizzlies. And this is an interesting one as well. Plenty of value. Um, if you guys have the DFS pass, you know I was all over the Grizzlies value guys today. I had Tillman in an earlier lineup, and I almost suggested him. And I, of course, end up going, ah, you know what? There are other centers uh, and big men that I like in the slate, so I end up not playing him. But he went off for 20 points and 9 rebounds. So, of course, that burned me a little bit. I did end up with uh, swapping to Jacob Gilliard, which we'll talk about here in a minute. And he didn't do anything. He had eight assists. Um, missed, he only had two shots. He missed both of them. They're both, both threes. But um, but let's talk about Let's just go team by team here. Let's start with the Knicks, actually. Um, so with the Knicks, we do have Jalen Brunson questionable for this one. So this you know, that's a big thing to keep our eye on. Um, if he does end up getting ruled out, it gives everybody on the team a little bit of a bump. I like to use Randall 8900 if that's the case. Um, you know, obviously... Uh, no Brunson, they'll probably go with Quentin Grimes in the starting lineup, so I like him also at 4,000. And even if Brunson does play Quentin Grimes at 4,000 against the, the Grizzlies, I mean, if this game gets out of hand and it's a blowout, he's definitely one of those guys that's going to go and um, you know get a whole bunch of minutes. Uh, I know Dante DiVincenzo has been playing really well. People are probably going to load up on him. I can't quite get myself there. Um, 5,300 is his price tag. Uh, I just don't... It's a small sample size. I still don't buy it. Um, it could burn me in the end. Maybe he is going to be absolutely bonkers now that R.G. Barrett's out of town. But um, nothing from what we've seen in his career up until this point tells me that he's capable of playing those big minutes in that big role uh, consistently. So I, I just think it's kind of a flash of pain right now with David Chenzo. I'm not buying into it. Maybe it does burn me. Um, but hey, we'll, we'll reevaluate in you know, two, three weeks and, and see where he's at. And you know if he's still going strong then we start rostering him and, and we're paying you know hefty prices at that point so um you know we'll see how it goes but um 34 dk points in the last one for divincenzo i just don't think that ceiling is is as high as that. i think that 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 is a ceiling right and um at 5300 i mean it's fine it's not my favorite play in the world um another guy though that does stick out to me that i think will go a little bit under owned here is idea isaiah hartenstein um just absolutely crushing it on the on the boards here and we've got the Grizzlies here. I mean, the Grizzlies are going to you know, miss a bunch of shots. The Grizzlies are just really bad right now. They don't have John Morant. Um, they don't have Marcus Smart. And, um, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr. is not really a, a, a 1A guy on offense. Um, they also lost Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain left uh, the game tonight with an injury. So, you know, maybe that had something to do with the fact that they had a back-to-back and he'll suit up tomorrow. Um, but you know, if, if they're out all these key guys, I mean, there's going to be a lot of missed shots and, and who's going to gobble those up is going to be Isaiah Hartenstein. Uh, what we need with him is we need him to score 10 points. And then we're really, you know, if he gets something like 10 points, 15 boards, you know, a steal, two blocks, um, you know, three or four assists, that is not at all outside the realm of possibility for, for Hartenstein. And that's a really good game. Uh, and he's cap- absolutely capable of it. You know, he hasn't scored anything less than 33 DK points uh, in the last five games, I want to say. Yeah, uh, six games. In the last six games, he hasn't scored less than 33 DK points. He's only 6,600, which really isn't that bad of a price tag. So I think Kartenstein is a really rock-solid play. Um, very safe floor play there for that guy, so I like him a lot in cash games. Um, you know, 
is the ceiling going to be absolutely crazy? Is he going to go off for 55, 60 DK points? Probably not. We're probably looking at something like a, a small window, like, you know, 32, um, we'll say 45 DK points, somewhere in that window. Probably not even that high, maybe just like 42. Um, let me see what was his highest score in that six-game stretch. Uh, 44, uh, 47. He got a 47-point uh, DK point game. So, um, yeah, I think 45 is pretty reasonable for, for a ceiling um, kind of estimation there. So, um, But I like all those Knicks guys on the Memphis side, which is uh, kind of the more interesting side. Of course, you know, again, we're, we're waiting for some information here on Jalen Brunson on whether he's, he's playing or not. Well, on the Memphis side, we do have, um, as I said before, you know, no John Morant, uh, no Marcus Smart for several weeks, no Desmond Bain, possibly. We don't know. He He's probably going to be questionable, I would guess. Um, you know, could be doubtful, could be ruled out. I don't know. But right now, um, I'm just going to consider him questionable. But there's, you know, plenty of guys on this Memphis side that I do want to get into my lineups. It's going to be the same guys I, I kind of gave out, um, you know, yesterday for yesterday's slate. But, uh, and I, again, I'm skipping on Tillman here. Uh, I do think Hartenstein's a really good defender, honestly. Um, and, you know, Julius Randle, well, maybe not the best defender in the world. He is a big body that can grab rebounds. So, uh, you know, I'm not super into Tillman here. I think he's going to have a letdown game. I think a lot of people are going to gravitate towards him. But the Knicks are a really tough matchup, so I'm really not going to get on that train. Um, but I do like me some Luke Kennard at 5,000. I think he's going to be a very popular pick. Uh, I think he's going to be a very safe pick. I do like him a whole lot in cash games. Um, I think he's, he's fine in GPPs. I think the ownership piece, though, is where you're kind of missing out or you're not really gaining any value there. Um, only seven shots again. I was I had said that I thought he would get more than seven shots in, in the game tonight, uh, or last night, I guess I should say. And uh, that didn't happen. He got seven shots again, seven shots in two straight games. He needs to shoot the ball more. I want to see like a 20, 20, you know, 23 point explosion or something like that from, from Luke Kennard. I think that's definitely possible. He had six assists uh, in the game against the Clippers. He had seven boards. Uh, and, you know, they're playing the Knicks, um, which, you know, like I said, it's a tough matchup for, for pretty much anybody. But um, he's just such a key cog right now on this Grizzlies team just out of necessity because they just don't have people that can create offense like he can. So. Uh, I do like some Luke Kennard here. I've got him in my lineup right now at 5,000. I also like me some Vince Williams Jr., and this is a riskier play because he did just uh, bust out, just had a terrible game, um, and, and burned me a little bit here. Well, not a little bit. He burned me a lot here. Um, but I am still going to go back to that well. Only 13.75 DK points in this game. He shot 2 of 6 from the field. He needs to shoot more, too. I don't know why you know, why the Grizzlies are funneling shots to other people. They should be funneling shots to, to these guys, in my opinion. Um, but six points, he had three boards and only one assist, one steal. Uh, his two makes were from beyond the arc. He only shot threes, basically. He had five of his six shots were threes. But that's good. We like that. We like that in DFS because we do get an extra um, half point there for the three-point made uh, on DK. And um, so we'll, we'll take that for sure. Um, but, you know, he's got that upside. I mean, 28 DK points and 37.25 DK points in the two games before that that preceded the game against the Clippers. The Clippers are a really tough matchup. I should have really thought more about that. Um, I just had such faith in Vince Williams that he was going to come through and produce just because uh, out of necessity because it, there's just nobody else there. But um, I do think that this, you know, matchup here against the Knicks, um, it's another tough one, but I think it's better than the Clippers. And uh, we should expect something like, you know, 25 to 35 DK points, I think, from Vince Williams. 
Um, I think that's totally doable, and we should, uh, again, that should be the expectation. So, um, you know, Tillman, like I said, I'm not really playing him. I understand if you do, that's fine. Some of these guys down roster, though, you can definitely look at in GPPs, like Isaiah Williams at 4,800, or a David Roddy at 4,200. Uh, I will say Roddy just went off, so he's probably going to have higher ownership than what you're going to want to see. And I will mention Gilliard again. Uh, Jacob Gilliard, um, you know, not not a great game. Um, he had 20 minutes, uh, eight assists, which is awesome, but he had no points. He only had two shots. Uh, he only had one rebound. So, um, you know, not not exactly what we want to see. We want to see something more like what he did against OKC on the 18th of December, where he had 12.7 assists, 26.25 DK points. I mean, he's only 4100. That with that price tag coming up like that, though, I just, yeah, I don't know. This is probably a pass from you guys. I, you know, I'm mentioning him. Um, but now that I'm thinking about it again, <laughs> I just, I just think, you know, with the, uh, the price, uh, increase there, he was only 3000 on this slate, which is why I went and got him. I was like, Oh, minimum guy. And he did get 20 minutes. I mean, it wasn't really that bad of a play. Um, he just didn't explode. Like I thought he might, uh, and, and he really doesn't have that in him. He's not really that kind of uh talent, you know, um, it's really just the assist. So, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll just mention him there. Um, you know, of course, now that I said don't roster him, he'll probably end up you know scoring twenty points, something like that, something crazy. Um, but yeah, that's it. Um, Orlando OKC. Um, this is another one where you know we can kind of just skip it. Um, just kind of talk briefly about it um, because there's not a whole heck of a lot that I, I th- I'm finding valuable here. Um, you know, I do think you're talking on the Orlando side. Uh, you know, they need people to step up without Franz Wagner. And so we've seen people, um, you know, we've seen Mar- uh, Marco Fultz get back in the action. We've seen Caleb Houston get in there. We've seen uh, Jumo Keke. Um, you know, a whole bunch of people just kind of uh, in that. that. That's the thing, though. There's, like, just multiple people kind of filling this role, and it wasn't, like, that sizable. I mean, it, 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 it's Franz Wagner, so it's the most sizable role on, on the Magic. But, um, you know, the potential points there uh, that the Magic can score with their offense is just not as high as other teams. So, just not all that exciting so it's just it's it's a fade for me i don't like it um not much into this game at all uh, i think okc's uh like an 11 point or a 10.5 point um i can actually look it up right now why don't i just tell you guys since i'm looking at it uh they're 11 points it was 10.5 it slipped to 11 it was on tw- it was minus 12 on some sites so they're they're heavy favorites i do think they're gonna p- kind of take it to these uh this magic team um that's down you know their best player um, so it's just not exciting. The one guy I did see that I, you know, was a little bit excited about on the Orlando side, uh, was Goga Patadze at 5,500. If we get the news that, you know, Wendell Carter is out, I think he can definitely enter your player pool. I wouldn't go out of my way to roster him, but, um, it's pretty cheap pricing. Um, and if we can, you know, kind of pencil him in for 25 minutes, uh, you know, something like that, then, uh, you know, he has that capability of putting up big lines and it's the OKC Thunder who, traditionally you know struggle against the center position uh, been a little bit better with chet holmgren there this season but uh you know he's a big guy and and i still think he could uh, get the job for, done for us so let's move on though to the golden state warriors and the milwaukee bucks because heck yeah man this is going to be a fun one um warriors are on a back-to-back and i don't believe the bucks played tonight no i don't i don't think so um, no, so the Bucks are should be fresh. The Warriors on a back to back just played my bullies and and came back at one, in a uh, pretty nice showing there. They needed that win, so that was that was good for the Warriors. But, um, but yeah, man, this is really interesting. Um, you know, I think at the top, I'm really interested in Giannis Antetokounmpo at eleven seven. It's going to be hard for me to get to that. Um, 
price tag on a seven game slate, I think. But if you can find your way to it, if some, you know, some value opens up down the way or, or as you get closer to tip, which is most certainly will, and you should get the DFS pass so we can fill you in on that at sportethos.com. Um, but I think 11-7 for Giannis is definitely more than fair, um, given the fact that the Warriors still don't have Draymond Green. You know, they still don't have that guy that's going to go out and defend the guy like Giannis. Um, I've got my ideas about who they're going to try to put on him, and we'll talk about that in a second here. But let's, let's stick with Milwaukee for now. So, um, so yeah, I do like Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, you know, I think Damian Lillard is an interesting guy here. I think he's going to be very low owned. He's only 8,400. And we know Dame Dollar has, you know, that really sky high ceiling. Uh, we're all just waiting for that, you know, 50 point outburst from Dame in a game. And it's going to happen at some point this season. So this is a really good spot for that to happen, actually, with the, you know, kind of a tired uh, Warriors team. So, you know, I might just go ahead and throw a poke of a, a you know, a lineup out there to try to see if that does happen. But, uh, I do like him. I think he's interesting. That's kind of where it cuts off for me. It's just those two guys and the and the Bucks, which is really the, the two stars. So like, yeah, oh, that's crazy, Keith. No, of course. Um, but you know that that's kind of where it is. That's where I'm at with that. Uh, I think the both those guys are really interesting. But beyond that, um, not super interested in any of the other guys here on the on the Bucks. On the Warriors side, yeah, I think you know Steph Curry's only nine thousand. We saw some life out of him tonight. Um, didn't shoot the ball well again. Um, I think it was 8 of 24, something like that, against my Bulls. But um, the counting stats were there. The swagger was there. Down the stretch, he had a couple of big threes to put this thing away. And you just get the feeling that he's like turning a corner. And uh, it's been a rough start to the season for Curry. But, you know, we saw him in the 10,000s, 11,000s, typically, um, all of last season, basically. And that's where he should be. So we're still getting a discount on Steph Curry because he he's had that slow start. So... Uh, he always he is a guy that we always have to mention and, and kind of include and have on our periphery uh, as a potential DFS play just because of that pricing. The other guy that stuck out to me on the Warriors, and it's not going to be the guy you guys are thinking of. It's not going to be Kaminga, who just absolutely went off against the Bulls tonight. It's going to be Trace Jackson Davis, who also had a really decent game against my Bulls. But um, the reason being, we just talked about it, you know, who's going to be the kind of Giannis stopper? And uh, I don't think that entirely falls on, on Jackson Davis. I just think, you know, with his size and the role that he's carved out on this Warriors team, I do think that he is a very solid choice to that. It's not going to be Dario Sarge. Dario Sarge is not stopping anybody. Dario Sarge is um, Ole defense, letting Giannis go to the hole and score every time and dunk it on him every single time. Um, but I think Trace Jackson Davis is a little bit different, has that physicality, has that um, athletic ability to you know, give Giannis fits. I don't, I'm not saying that he's an elite defender or anything like that. I just think that, um, you know, their options are limited with who they're going to throw at Giannis. And I think that's one of them uh, that they're going to try to do. So I do like some Trace Jackson Davis. He is 5,600, which almost prices him out for me. I mean, that price tag is is pretty big for, for what, he, you know, the role that he's he's gotten uh, recently. But, um, you know, 30-ish DK points in two straight games. Then he had a 42.25 DK point game against Toronto. Um, so I don't, you know, don't sleep on this kid. I think he is a decent, decent option here. Uh, and he really did st- um, stick out to me as I was looking at this. So uh, I've got two more games to cover here, guys. Um, and I think I'm only going to really talk about one of them. But I did want to just take a second and just kind of shout out, first and foremost, all the people over at the NFL division that did a fantastic job. Uh, for our NFL, for uh, fantasy football, uh, fantasy pass content. Um, just 
so many names, um, guys that are sticking with us here. Uh, Brian Shade. We had uh, John Marsales, who's who's out right now for a personal uh, issue. So uh, you know, all the best to John. Hope hope things work out for you, man. Um, you know, we had uh, Sean Ryder. We had uh, Nathan Hernandez, who's now doing pickums for us. Just so many, so many fantastic people. Patrick Leary. Um, just want to mention these guys. Um, you know, these guys sweated with me, bled with me. Uh, you know, throughout the NFL season, I was in three leagues. I made the playoffs in all three. Uh, first round exit in my dynasty league, unfortunately. I made it to the championship in my family league and lost to my brother. Bummer. And then in the uh, experts league for uh, for Sportitos, I won the darn thing. So um, just, you know, those guys kind of um, guiding me through these decisions and helping me to, uh, you know, learn again how to break down the game of fantasy football. Just shout out to those guys. And we're doing it again for NBA. And these guys, you know, there's a lot of talented guys on the NBA side, um, you know, and we've got some new guys coming in too. Paul Williamson just been crushing it. Matt Fertel uh, did the layup line today. He's been crushing it. Keith Ferrati. Um, we've also got, of course, you know, uh, Mike Panador and, and Keston uh, Paul over there as well. We've got so much talent. Um, Sportsethos.com. Sign up for those fancy passes. Start winning your fancy leagues. Stop guessing. Stop having these questions and trying to reach out to people on Twitter and, and talk. You know, try to talk over a hundred other people. Get right to the experts with Sportsethos.com. And our fantasy passes. Okay, that's it. Plugged it. Chicago Bulls at the San Antonio Spurs. Um, my Bulls. Uh, you know it. It was a good game. Um, I didn't expect them to win the game against the Warriors tonight. Uh, they came out in the first half and were just lights out. They scored seventy-five points in the first half. I have to assume that's the season high for points and a half because their offense has been. I won't call it dreadful, but not as as good as it as it could be. But you know what? I'm actually kind of happy about that because their defense has been more along the lines of average than, than below average, and uh, I'll make that trade trade off all day because the defense really does help, and it, it's made a difference since they've started making an effort on that end. Um, but here they get the Spurs, and the Spurs are sitting Victor Wembanyama. I expect them to win. I expect them to win early, win big. Um, it's the second half of back to back for the Bulls, obviously, you know we all know that. And um, second half of a back-to-back for the Spurs as well. So, you know, it could be uh, a low-scoring affair. Uh, I do believe this is actually the second lowest-scoring game on the slate. Uh, 225. Uh, actually, might be, yeah, second lowest. So the other um, low one is the Knicks and the Grizzlies, which makes sense because the Grizzlies have nobody playing. Uh, but 225 for the Bulls and Spurs. And the Bulls are 5.5-point favorites. So, you know... Let's start with the Bulls. Um, and can I just say, the pricing for the Bulls players on this slate is uh, ridiculous. It's pretty pretty silly. Um, I know it's back back. There's some risk associated. There's some risk for a blowout associated as well. Demar Derozan's seventy three hundred. Um, Demar Derozan is seventy three hundred. Just say it again there. Um, 55.75 DK points tonight. He's got a 44-point game, 43-point game, um, you know, 44, 51. I'm just kind of scrolling through and just kind of 62. Like, this guy's got the ability to put up big numbers. And it's the Spurs, who, of course, he has an emotional attachment to. I don't put a whole lot of stock into that, but it's worth mentioning. Maybe he does get up a little bit more and play that game. I don't know. Um... 
So DeMar DeRozan is definitely on my radar here. I'm trying to get him into my lineups. I don't have him in my lineup right now, this this very second. But that could very well change. Um, Vucevic is only 7,400. There's no Victor Weminyama. And if you look at their roster, I mean, who are they going to play at center? They're going to play probably some Sandro uh, Mamuklashvili. I just messed the crap out of that name, but, you know, Sandro. Um, they're probably going to play some... I mean, Doug McDermott left this game because he he was uh, injured. I I really don't know. I mean, Keldon Johnson maybe at center because they don't have Zach Collins. Zach Collins is out for injury. Like who? Look who is is gonna be able to guard uh, and stop Vooch from getting really good post presence. And uh, you know, Vooch with his back to the basket is one of the lowest quality looks for the Bulls. Let me just be clear about that. And they haven't been particularly good at finding him in the post. But when you have a team like this um, where it's just like, you know, he's going to get those little jumpers in the middle. He's going to get rebounds. He's going to get um, – there's just too much opportunity here. So I, I've got Vooch in my lineup right now at 7,400. I love this play. Um, I love the DeMar DeRozan play. And look, uh, Zach Levine, who has been playing exceedingly well the last two games – and that's the only thing that kind of worries me is because I'm he's like he's due for a bad one. Seventy six hundred for Zach Levine, um, seventy six hundred for Kobe White, and Kobe White's been playing incredibly well and just shooting the ball incredibly well. I think any of those guys, um, and you can stack stack two of them. I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. If I didn't, you know, wasn't leaning into. Trey Young being out, so I have to roster DeJounte Mori and or Jalen Johnson. I probably would have two bulls in my lineup here. But, I, I, you know, I don't. I don't right now. I just have Vooch. Um, but any of those guys, I think, are, are very, very solid against this Spurs team. Um, with, of course, understanding that there is the risk of the blowout. So they only get three, you know, quarters. There is a risk that there is a letdown game here. There's always risk involved, right? I mean, you can stack these guys and then they could just absolutely suck which the Bulls have definitely done this season. So, um, you know, green assault there. But it, it, the pricing is just its just too too good to pass up. Um, so on the Spurs side, of course, no Victor Wimanyama. And so everything kind of just shifts, you know. Um, you'll see more of, you know, it doesn't have to be a center. You'll just see more of the bench people, um, like a Barlow or a Branham or a Sohan. Uh, these guys will just get a few more minutes. I mean, there's going to be more minutes available, more usage available because simply, you know, they don't have Wemanyama. They don't have Zach Collins. Um, Doug McDermott, I think he's technically questionable. He's iffy is what, um, uh, Jeff Garcia reports. So, um, so yeah, I just, you know, there's a lot of opportunity here. Um, who's going to step up and, and take that opportunity? Tough to say. Um, I've got my money on the guy I kind of always go to in this situation uh, on this team or on the Cavs when you play with the Cavs. Jetty Osmond. I do like me some Jetty Osmond at 4,100. I think this is a guy that's going to go way too under-owned, as he always does. And uh, if you just look at his game logs, I mean, the last four games, um, 19, 27.5, 20.530. At 4,100, I mean, I'll take that all day. Even if he has those games, I'm fine. And there's no Victor Wenminyama on this one. So, I mean, it just seems like a no-risk situation to me. You plug him in, and if he has a, a floor game, he doesn't sink you. If he has a ceiling game, uh, I mean, you know, there's a 30-piece right in there. I just I just mentioned there. I think that might be one of his highest, if not the highest, of the season. 
it's got 26 piece, so 20, I mean, 24, 20.5. Yeah, the 30 is the highest one, but, um, but he's capable of doing that any night. I mean, this guy likes to shoot the basketball when he's on the floor, so, um, so he's a good guy to have in DFS. That's just how it goes. And, you know, the Bulls are, uh, like I said, a, 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 you know, average to almost above average team defensively uh, as of late. So not the best matchup in the world for any of these Spurs guys, but uh, but I do love me some Jetty Osmond. Uh, I mean, I really think you can kind of take stabs at any of these guys. I mentioned Sohan and, and Branham and, uh, you know, Barlow, of course. Um, probably the most direct, you know, um, beneficiary of uh, Victor Omanyama being out. So it just seems a little bit too on the nose or a little bit too... Um, straightforward for me, but he's got that upside of uh, going off for 30, 35 DK points. I just, I just don't think it's the best, just again, the best matchup in the world. So um, that might be what, what turns me off of that. Keldon Johnson, 7,300. I think, you know, it's a little pricey there, but I don't mind spending that without Victor Mignano. Someone's going to have to score. Who's going to score? Who is going to score on this team? Like there, <laughs> um, I mean, we'll tell you who will score, and it's the other guy I have in my lineup here besides J.D. Osmond, and it's Devin Vassell. Um, or Vassell, sorry, Devin Vassell. And I do think he's a must-roster. 7500 for Devin Vassell. Um, you know, I just don't think that's super pricey, given the fact that he's probably going to get up upwards of 20 you know, shot attempts in this game. And, you know, when he gets those shot attempts, eight times out of ten, he delivers. And we're looking at, like, a... a you know, 50, 55 piece DK points with a floor of 35, right? 35 to 55, we'll say. That's kind of the window there, right? Um, and at 7,500, yeah, I think that just makes all sense in the world. So I, I've got him as a lock uh, for sure right now. So, all right, let's move on, though. This is the last game. It's the Pelicans at the uh, Mavericks. And uh, honestly, I think this will go pretty quickly because I don't really like um well there's there's a, a, a guy i have my up from from this so we'll talk about it but um pelicans and the mavericks uh were sitting at where's my game total um looks like they took it down so maybe we have some new news about who's in and who's out in this game but um either way i don't expect this to be like a super appealing you know game uh i just don't think think so i mean you've got no luka Doncic. let's just go ahead and start off with that no luka Doncic. Um, the Pelicans, uh, played and were terrible. Well, they weren't, they lost. Um, so, you know, wasn't a good game necessarily. And, uh, I just, I, you know, on the Pelican side, I can, I think just kind of skip. I mean, none of these guys jumps, jumps out as, you know, oh gosh, I gotta get him in, in my lineup. But just, you know, they're all healthy now. Some of the lower guys are, are priced up because they were playing bigger minutes because of guys being out. You know, maybe Zion Williamson at seventy nine hundred. Uh, Brandon Ingram as a large field GPP pivot because he's been terrible. He's been pretty bad. Um, he's eighty eight hundred, so you know his his ownership is probably going to be very low. Um, but outside of that, I mean, I'm just not super intrigued by these guys on the Dallas side. Of course, this is where I have all my interest because there is no Luca, uh, there's no Dante Exum, Derek Lively. Is questionable, so that's an interesting one to keep our eyes on. Josh Green is also questionable, and I think people are going to overlook that um, because that's going to definitely have some reverberating effects down the roster and give some other guys some opportunities. So um, the guy that I've got in my lineup here is Grant Williams at 3,800. I just think this is ridiculously cheap for a guy um, that's basically kind of a lock to, to score, you know, 20 DK points. Um, he had 25.5 in 27 minutes against the Knicks uh, on the 11th. 
And, uh, you know, it was a good game for the Mavericks. I mean, you know, he shot three of seven from the field. Not particularly well. Two of six from beyond the arc. I mean, that's pretty average for him. Three of three from the line. Um, six boards, which is a little low, I feel like, honestly. I think he could probably get in there and mix it up a little bit more on the boards. But this season, he hasn't necessarily been doing that. 11 points. Um, you know, that's kind of on the high end for him. But, you know, he could replicate this. He could replicate this easily. Uh, 25 DK points at 3,800. I'll take that all day. Um, I do think that there is a huge upside if he has that three-pointer falling. We've seen that happen before. Um, I have to scroll back pretty far to get there. But uh, earlier in the season, he did have a 38.25 DK point game where he was 7 of 9 from beyond the arc. Um, you know, I'm not going to bank on that or count on that. But but that's just a, it's a possibility. He does have a, a pretty good jump shot for a guy um, that plays, you know, the power forward position. So... I like me some Grant Williams. You all know I like me some Derek Jones Jr. So 5300 is just a little too pricey. I'd rather, much rather go to 3800 Grant Williams and have less risk associated with that play. Um, but I do think, you know, large field GPPs, um, you're going to have that thinking from a lot of people. So he's going to be low owned. So, you know, there's a little angle for you there as well. Tim Hardaway Jr., 5800. Of course, we all know he can go off any, any game. Um, you know, I don't think it's a particularly good game with the Pelicans having Trey Murphy, um, Herb Jones, and, and some really lengthy guys that can defend. Um, don't think it's the best play in the world. Dyson Daniels is a good defender as well. So I'm not super into Derek Jones Jr. here just because of the, the pricing. Uh, not super into, I'm sorry, Tim Hardaway Jr. because of the pricing as well, or because of the matchup, I should say. Um, Kyrie Irving's probably going to be a popular pick. He's 9,700. But again, I just feel like the Pelicans are a good defensive team. So I just feel like... Um, with the pricing, you know, climbing up on him, um, I just don't think it, there's, at some point that calculus tilts. I think for me, um, it's already getting to that point. He did just have a 70 DK point game. He's had three really stellar games in a row. I just, the one thing I know, the one thing I depend on with Kyrie is once you start to think you can depend on him, he just absolutely craps the bed uh, and does something asinine. Because um, that's Kyrie Irving. And that's, that's just who he is. So. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us. That is me. That is our, uh, what is it, Saturday, January 13th, uh, DF, DFS DK slate. Uh, Keith Cork, you can find me on Twitter at, at Ethos Keith. Go follow us at, at Ethos DFS as well, uh, where we go ahead and fill you in on all of our shows and, and content and all that good stuff. So uh, until next time, guys, hey, go get that money.